Uh, welcome to the Maria Report. Uh, please check out the web, uh, excuse me, the uh, homepage at mariareport.org. Um, so there's the, the timestamp, and hopefully, as Yehuda said, please retweet the space so that we can repopulate a great conversation going on, um, all things military. Thank you. Alan, go ahead. Thanks, Charles. Uh, Yehuda, great to be up here with you and with Colonel Spencer, and hopefully Malcolm We've got can get James, back up, James too. James is getting in here now, uh, and Malcolm, he might, hopefully he can make it back up. Uh, James is back up now, uh, or will be very shortly. Uh, James, welcome back. Uh, and here comes Malcolm. Look at that. He's not in the middle. He's at the end. How dare you? <laughs> hey, where did I leave off? Well, I, <laughs> I was in the middle of one of the best analyses I've ever done. Ma Malcolm was like, he, he told us the meaning of life, where the fountain of youth is, and then boom, we lost it all. <laughs> where did I stop? <laughs> Uh, we, I don't know, but this is... at the Hemars. You were talking about the Hemars, Malcolm. Yeah, I was. blow everything up. Let's, let's okay. blow everything up. And, and before you jump into that, I know I, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm used to you, but a few people are asking, is it Hemars or Hymars? <laughs> yes. Hymars. <laughs> All right. Okay. Does anybody hear me right now? Yeah. We yeah, Jim, oh, Okay, good. great. Yeah, they're Hymars. I'm going to mute myself now. Hymars. <laughs> Hi, okay. Mars. Hello. Hello, Mars. Hello, and Mars. And it's attack well, you know, anyways. Attack them. Attack them, well. not Atacams. You know what it is, uh, Malcolm? It's when you start with the intelligence stuff, people are like, he, he's smarter than me. Am I saying it wrong? So we just had to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, again, I don't know where I got cut off, but yeah, that, data, that, data system, that data system brings the intelligence cycle directly to the HIMARS launcher itself and it changes the current Ukrainian way can can happen in a matter of uh, maybe 10-15 minutes this system will bring that cycle of uh, from uh, collections to targeting to launch into a matter of moments yeah exactly and I think this is the another big takeaway for this from uh it's just like you had many hats, Malcolm, so did I. Mm -hmm. I was an uh, Anglico fire supporter at one oh, point. Oh, yeah, you so, know. Yeah, Mir so basically when you were talking back about this, I'm I just thinking back to the days where we had to pull out the manual, JMMs, right? Right. Go to our, get our targeting guys to tell us how many bombs to put across whatever or whatever munition we're using. Then we had to get piss off and do the, the stereoscopic thing on the ruggedized uh, computer and the kill chain. Although was good, was not uh, outstanding, and and I feel like that's kind of one of these things that we're seeing these bolt-on uh, programs of record being brought in to, uh, you know, again minimize that kill chain, right? I mean, that's kind of the that that's what we want there. Uh, who held? Who hates me when I say this? CJ, the OODA loop. Uh, <laughs> oh, really... I don't like the OODA loop either. Oh, yeah. OODA loop. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! We te we teach it. Every you teach it. Hey, hey John, you taught you taught it yourself. Yeah. I refuse to teach John boys OODA loop. I know the significance of it, but I did not <laughs> teach it. Oh lord! All right, this is blue. A bit of blue on blue going on. Listen, I'm going to bring Carlos up. I'm going to pop down. I just want to help you pop into the space, please, to our audience. Retweet, retweet. Click on the button. Let people know we're here. We're talking about good stuff, and this is one of the most uh, you know. Uh, uh, educational moments that most people get online 
a lot of information in here. Uh, and uh, thanks so much. Uh, I'll, I'll go down, Alan uh, and Carlos are good. Uh, thanks, Yehuda. Uh, again, retweet this space. Maria Report is online, on air, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sometimes we crash. Not our fault. It's Twitter. Uh, so retweet this space. There were more than 800 uh, uh, folks here earlier. Bring them all back so we can continue this great conversation. Uh, Yehuda, are you still here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pop down. Carlos is going to gonna be my wingman. Uh, I always wanted to say that to an actual pilot. Malcolm, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> you know, it, it's good for the bars, but who really wants to be? It's like when Chuck's here. I love saying shipmate. I've never been able to say that. <laughs> it reminds me of the first time we got a Navy chief of defense staff. Uh, well, not the first time, but when I was in and he sent an email out to the entire military. And at the end, I don't know what it was, but it was something like Ahoy or AII. And I'm like, how's he, he calls a shipmate? I'm like, and that's always the Navy thing. So anyway, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any comments. Malcolm, IIU <laughs> or something. Ahoy. All right, guys. All right, let's get this uh, ship turned steered right in the back direction. So, um, Colonel Spencer, I just want to ask you a question real quick about we just talking about the kill chain and minimizing that, right? Um, for for targeting guys, getting acquiring targets, all sorts of stuff. Can you kind of maybe fill in people on maybe some of the evolution you've seen in that direction, uh, specifically in the Ukrainian battle space? How they've been able to kind of work through that uh, targeting to putting rounds uh, onto a target. I mean, I could. Um, you got James there as well. Uh, that really, I love his talk about uh, first to evolution of, of course, the Legion as well as they they have done the unthinkable in professionalizing systems like this, and that's why the one of the most impressive things I've saw, and I don't have the visibility that you know James and, and Malcolm have, is just the incredible. Uh, videos coming out of the Kharkiv offensive and using drones, fusing that back into an intelligence cell, identifying targets um, you, to, to correctly identify. That kill chain means, you know, identifying the target, especially in Europe and train, very hard to do. And once you do, you have to identify the appropriate weapon for the target to achieve the effect you want. And we've seen that in spades, um, especially when the HIMARS hit the battlefield, how they could yeah, they weren't wasting anything. There's no massing fires like the Russians. Um, so, you know, I'd love to hear James's. James's. I've heard it before, but you know, for the new listeners, Carlos, it's just, it's an amazing um, perspective of of the evolution of, of of the Ukrainian military that he's been around. And I actually do have to jump off, uh, kids, as well. I mean, again, back on the Bradley, uh, it's an amazing, amazing platform that I would. I mean, it would be. You know, attackments would be great, but it was just such a boost to the the Ukrainian military if we could figure that out and get it there quickly and not be a month late like the Patriot. In my opinion, again, and Malcolm from day one has been an advocate for the HIMARS and the Patriot, you know, making comments on national news months before anybody else discussed it. Um, the Patriot will be great. I think it's a little late. should be there. It should be multiple batteries. It'll be a, it, it, an amazing addition to the integrated uh, anti, you know, the integrated air defense system that is Ukraine is building with all these different systems. Uh, and the same thing with the Bradley. It will be a, an amazing, powerful, whether it's armored cavalry or 
an infantry strike force like like I, I was a part of, it, it just gives Ukraine more capability to end this war faster. Uh, amazing, again, to just, just have a few moments on this star panel um, of, of people that I really respect. Thank you for your words on the way out, and we appreciate it. Thanks for popping up. Obviously, we welcome back all the time. Uh, and I, I, I'll take your suggestion. Let's go to James to kind of flesh out that question. James, go ahead. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I kind of I was tuned out for a minute until I heard him mention my name. So can you just uh, reiterate his question for a moment? Yeah, no worries. Um, I basically was uh, kicking to him or over to him sort of like the uh, the timeline, right, from acquiring the target to getting uh, back to somebody who could put rounds on it, whether uh, and I'm, I'm trying to look for the maybe the indirect fires piece of it, because uh, as I was talking to uh, Malcolm about, you know, basically being able to use, sorry about the cat there, being able to use um, whatever observation that it is, you know, you were talking about the drones earlier, right? Not just for dropping stuff down, but for observation and then getting some rounds onto that target. Uh, Malcolm, do you want to get this one? Because uh, I'm still failing to uh, understand what's going on here. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, again, I I, I kind of tuned out. I was walking around my my uh, place, and I just heard the uh, last part of it. Malcolm, you want to take this one? Hey, hey Malcolm, uh, can you can you hear James? And and if Malcolm can't hear James, John, can you just sorry? Say, I forgot to take my mic off. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Well, this is where John John Spencer's OODA loop <laughs> comes in, but uh, the army uses a different system now, right? It's detect, decide, uh, detect, decide, uh, something, and act. So, um, in this particular case, uh, our unit is integrated into the Ukrainian ar artillery system. We do have the app and uh, tablet that's used for that to where we can designate targets. However, because of the offensive uh, in September, I became far more integrated at the brigade level and seeing how the brigade talk operated uh, for artillery fire control and fire request. There's different levels, okay? We have our own integral 60 millimeter mortars. We can shoot at whatever we, we can see, right? Mark one eye well. Um, anything above that, when you're asking for resources, they come not from the battalion level. They come from the brigade, okay? There are no independent fire units unless you're like that unit down in Kyrgyzstan that found some MRLs and, you know, made their own 120-millimeter uh, pickup truck multiple rocket launcher. So if you need fires that come from the higher level, like M777 fire, D30 fire, whatever, you know, SP, you know, uh, 2S1 fire, Kozvika fire, you're going to have to go to Brigade for that. Uh, brigade has a fire cell, uh, you know, targeting fire cells. However, you have to understand there are Brigade integral assets that intelligence assets and, and, and collections assets uh, in the shape of their drones, their persistent surveillance, uh, that are looking for objectives that meet their overall, um, how can I put it, the commander's intent. And you seeing some Russians 
a 500 meters away that aren't particularly masked and you think that you want to get some fire onto them may not be meeting the goals of the, you know, the intent of the brigade commander, which is he may have a drone that is looking at three or four, uh, you know, um, uh, Russian multiple rocket launchers. So you're just never going to punch through that, that priority targeting list. They have got, you know, large scale war fighting objectives. So they have to use their assets, you know, um, they have to use their assets, uh, you know, very carefully. There are no uh, fires that are just, um, you know, done for, there's no H&I fire. Let me put it this way. There is no harassment and interdiction fire. When they shoot, they're shooting to kill. And they just cannot afford to just put, you know, iron out there to keep heads down. They want to hit something. They want to kill something. And they prefer to kill big things versus small, soft things. Unless it's very obvious and somebody's out in the open and somebody has a direct line to, like in our case, the brigade reconnaissance officer, um, we can contact him directly. Uh, if we can convince him that we have a very, very high priority target, if we can say we were just in a gun battle with PMC Wagner, we've got Wagner patches on our trophies and they're holed up in X, all we have to do is say that. They'll come out with their own, they'll come out themselves, put a, uh, a surveillance drone on it with targeting and fire control. And because it has Wagner written on it, they will dot. Okay, they will retarget. But Otherwise, that loop can be quite long uh, if you're not a forward edge battalion commander or part of the joint, you know, the targeting officer for the, you know, the joint um, special operations task groups or an SSO unit or something like that. The brigade has only so many resources and they are trying very hard to use these things not as scalp, you know, not as, as, as sledgehammers, but as scalpels. Perfect. You know, I just want uh, to let folks know, uh, this is like the, the great Yankees lineup of all time. We, we have (laughs) Malcolm, we have James, we have Chuck, we have Yehuda. And unfortunately, Colonel Spencer just went to the dugout. What what is he thinking? Family. He was up the bat. He's doing the whole family thing, I guess, right? (laughs) <laughs> well when did chuck show up hey chuck hey malcolm good to hear you buddy uh somebody named yahuda called me and said you are missing the greatest show of all time <laughs> so here well, i am we should coordinate that up you know you should be doing the sunday afternoon show <laughs> the new year's we should get together the new year's all oh, uh, afternoon for you, i malcolm. would love that I I, okay, that. I guess that's a plan. Uh, Malcolm, Chuck, James, John. Uh, well, if we can, John, you know, get up here on New Year's. Let's bring the the New Year in with good news of Ukrainian liberation. No, <laughs> I would love that. I'd like that better than the Rose Bowl, probably. <laughs> you know, can I make one other point about that? Um, about that uh, that that um, detect to kill. Uh, cycle that goes with Ukrainian artillery. Very few Ukrainian officers out there actually have the authority to throw artillery. So 
you know, we could see Russians all day long, but we don't have direct communications oftentimes. And even though we have the app, we can set up a priority request, right, which has to be done by a Ukrainian army officer. No, you know, none of the international legionnaires can do it because it requires you to understand Ukrainian language, right? It's Ukrainian. That doesn't mean you're getting artillery just because you put that X, you know, that cross out on the map and you say 100 Russians in the clear, you know, crossing a major, you know, crossing fields, which any artillery unit would be like, yeah, let's get on that. They're going to send a drone, right? They're going to use one of those persist, as I refer to them nebulously, persistent surveillance systems that they have there. And I don't mean Bayraktar, but there are systems out there that can look as far, you know, very far, you know, 10, 20 kilometers and can look at that grid that you're at. They don't see 100 Russians out there in the open. You're getting nothing. Yeah, speaking of which, I do. I posted a, a, a YouTube video from a very important individual, uh, Minister Reznikov, um, huh. and it's a message in Russian to Russian uh, future conscripts. I, if you want to read it, I think what's amazing about it is it's so true. It's psyops. It's 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 fighting on the psychological plane, but there's nothing in there that's a lie. And he even says it. If you don't 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 have to believe me. Ask yourself the next questions. And it's a great video. I don't know if you saw it, Malcolm. When you get a chance, please do. I did. And, you know, my issue with that is because I, I, I gave some input to psychological operations. Um, you know, there's another one of my 40 different hats that I had to wear. Way back in the oldie days, before there was a PSYOPs organization in, uh, in information warfare in the Navy, it's just us guys who could speak the foreign language were dragged in there and they'd bring up some psyops guy from Fort Bragg and they'd say, well, you're the guy that speaks Arabic or you're the guy that speaks Urdu. You know, what do we say to these people? Well, I think Reznikov's plea is awesome. My problem is they, um, they do not disperse it into Russia the way that it really needs to go in there. By putting it out on Twitter, How on a couple of telegrams. Um, they have the capability in southern Russia, in southern Ukraine, to to um, to be, to mass broadcast amongst uh, certain uh, mobile numbers. We do too. Cell phone, cell phone uh, users in, in basically Russia, right? And, and this is one of those. Border. Yeah, and this is one of the. I mean, look, car, you know, uh, Kharkiv's forty kilometers from the Russian border, and. Uh, we've got units on the Russian border. I mean, this is, you know, there's a technical way to do it. Uh, there's a there's a clandestine way to do it. But you've got to get that message into Russia. Right? And, and, and Malcolm, for, for, for clarity, the Russians did it to the Ukrainians in 2014. There's clearly yes. a, the technical right. capability is there. Um, but here's another dumb question. Then how do you know they aren't already doing it? Maybe they are. And they're also doing it on Twitter <laughs> and YouTube. Yeah, well... We would be seeing some evidence of that, uh, principally because the Russians on their Telegram channel seem to blab about everything. So they were like, hey, I woke up this morning and every text message in the Belgorod area of every phone had this message. Right. Uh, look, I made the joke once before that they should put me on because, as you guys all might recall, Russian state TV had me on for almost nonstop for two weeks 
as they don't the, like you. No. Yeah, wait a minute. African-American wait a minute. Malcolm, NATO are you officer. saying that the Russians don't like you? Uh, yeah. You know, look, they kill me every other week or so. Well, listen, uh, you've been killed only four times. I've been killed three times. I'm trying to catch up to you. Actually, I've been killed twice. You, you beat me. <laughs> uh, I've only been announced I, that I've been killed Ma- twice. Malcolm, Malcolm, do you think they, they probably don't like you because you're from Philadelphia? I think that's the <laughs> You know, that gives me the idea to use the Philadelphia Flyers uh, gritty uh, mascot in a Ukrainian army uniform. We, we really have to mock that up someday with the FAFO. But, you know, back to psychological operations, um, uh, they could be doing a lot, a lot more. They have won the battle of the memes and the cyber war in the West. Um, but since Russia is sort of disconnected and, you know, unless they can make really big hacker level strides into V contact or something like that, or go out and mass broadcast, I don't think a, a message from Minister Reznikov would be, would, would be sensitive enough. I've actually advised them on this point that, what you really want to do is have a video of a babushka, right? A little grandmother that says, why, why are you fighting in a country that, you know, was our neighbors? Why are you dying? You know, just, you got to appeal to the, to the, to the base population for the support of the war. Then again, you know, I give them some advice about inducing mass desertion. You know, one of the things we did with the Iraqis is we contacted every general in the Iraqi army and told them, you know, just don't do anything, right? Make everyone walk home and we will later hit you up and, you know, make sure money falls into your pocket. Um, little known fact, uh, you guys might remember Baghdad Bob from Iraq, the minister of information for Saddam Hussein. Uh, the, man, well, the man's a legend. He yeah, was, uh... well... You know, well, my dentist in Abu Dhabi was his nephew. And I was like, well, how is your your uncle here? He's like, he worked for you guys forever. Baghdad Bob was taken out quietly and, and given a home and millions and millions of dollars promised to him. And he lives a very rich, comfortable life in, in, in Ukraine. Uh, not Ukraine, listen to me. Abu Dhabi. Um, you have to give inducements like that. Buying people, you know, we're giving 40 billion bucks. I'm sure we could come up with a couple of hundred million to buy off every senior officer in the Russian army uh, or in Ukraine if they just give a walk home order or a hold fast or a fall back 10 kilometers every time they push. These yeah. are the sort of things you want to try. Uh, Malcolm, I remember that story you told uh, on Maria Report uh, in Iraq. Uh, you just told those surrendering Iraqi soldiers. Keep your weapons and walk north. Walk north. Oh, walk, walk north order. Walk yeah. north. You know, it works. It works in Ukraine, too, because what's north of Ukraine? Yeah. Walk east. That's my big one, because that's pretty much where they're all trapped now, right? Walk east. Here, My philosophy, go home, take whatever you want. We're going to give you 48 hours. We're going to stop bombarding your ass. The moment that we see movement towards us, we're going to hit you with everything we have. You're going to eat HEMARS, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But if you all get in your trucks, not your tanks, your trucks, and you drive towards that border by the hundreds, they can't all arrest you, and they definitely can't kill you 
if you're armed. So go back. Go back. Did you hear that, Who Malcolm? just released their bolt? Who just released their bolt? Me. Stop effing with that stuff. Secure that bullshit. Uh, we don't touch weapons in here. No, of course. But this is like a church. Okay. So, yeah. you no know, way. those guys to walk east. And once you're back, you know, on, you know, back in Russia, well, if you need lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a place to stay, hey, you're armed. I mean, this is what happened with the second Russian revolution. All right. Or the, we're going to induce the second Russian revolution. But that's what happened in the first Russian revolution. All those Bolshevik soldiers went back out of the field and reinvented government. They, 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 ha- they reinvented government, then they reinvented the Soviet Union, then they reinvented Russia. They failed three times. Yeah, well, let's give them a four. Okay. That's what they say. Four is a charm. Isn't that the expression? Fourth time lucky. 110%. Totally agree with that. <laughs> right. Chuck, Chuck. James, do you have an M1 in there? <laughs> It, no, I, it, I, it sounds. It's not exactly it an M1, like but it's, well. uh, it's 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 purdy. Okay. All right. Hey, next quick, question. I did want to go to Chuck because this is something that I had uh, been getting asked questions about. We talked about it a little bit yesterday with uh, with Charles. Um, so you know, obviously, there's been more uh, drone strikes, and there was the. Uh, not the overlap with the 12 hours later with the cruise missiles. And one of the articles that got pushed out, uh, which was pretty interesting, is just, again, how some of these systems are getting pushed down to um, lo- the lowest forces. I mean, I'm talking about policemen in cities. And one of them was the uh, Zvuk, which is for sound. They're using some acoustic location devices to be able to basically find a, a, a direction of some of these uh, drones. And... Um, I just wanted to ask about that piece of it. We've been getting asked about them using basically man pads to shoot down some of these things. And of course it's leading to a success rate that we've seen upwards of, you know, 85% in engaging these. Uh, have you got any more information on that part of it, Chuck? Well, I, I do know there was, uh, there are some urban systems that uh, for example, they can, it, it's better than triangulating. They can absolutely locate a gunshot uh, in real time. And uh, we we use those, uh, you know, we, we talked about integrating, uh, upping the game of the sensor network and integrating it. And, uh, you know, that that has been going on. Interestingly, there was a Der Spiegel article within the last uh, 48 hours uh, saying that the Iris T, which is a, a short to medium range German air defense system, uh, largely guided by infrared uh, but it's been reported that they fired 100 missiles and had 100 hits, and they are defending Kiev. So that that is pretty pretty amazing, and even more amazing if you're up against something like a Shahid uh, 136, which doesn't have a really huge thermal, uh, uh, you know, signature. But uh, as far as the the, the sonic stuff goes, uh, you know. It, I, I think it can be extremely precise when your gunshot's loud, sharp. Uh, you know, even though it echoes the the microphones that we were using, they were covertly placed in a number of places, and they could really 
dial it down to the window. But but remember, those aircraft are moving. But, you know, it, it all comes down to the intelligence of the processing unit. So that doesn't surprise me at all. It's been pretty remarkable to see that. And, and, and again, the su- success rate has been great. And I think what a lot of the complaints, I say complaints, just maybe uh, critiques anyways, were uh, the weapon to target match, right? Using expensive systems to basically go after things that were really cheap, uh, regardless of the amount of damage they can do. Obviously, we've made that argument before taking out a power station uh, does immense amount of damage. But um, we're starting to see exactly what you're talking about, them being able to get systems down to the to very uh, low levels to be able to protect cities and infrastructure. You know, let me really... make... Hey, oh, can sorry. I ask sorry, a quick, quick question? Um, you know, when you say it has no thermal signature, um, little, little, but, you know, anything with an engine makes heat. So, uh, all right, let me just dial it back a little bit. So, just from experience over here, um, you know, we get hit, you know, early morning to, uh, let's say, you know, before afternoon. Um, that's, that's, a, uh, that's a typical, you know, day over without, you know, laying where I am, um, uh, you know, that's from Odessa to uh, Lviv, um, you know, realistically. So, so why would they uh, be throwing these things? I mean, this is dark. This is complete darkness. And, uh, you know, so the thermal signature is not going to be, um, you know, apparent, you know, at these particular times. Um, because it literally over here in uh, Ukraine, it's... Um, you don't see light till like eight o'clock in the morning. So talk to me about that, you know, with this thermal signature. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me. I I've seen, uh, and again, look, you're over there and I'm, I'm armchairing it. So I don't want to, I, I will stay in my analysis lane and, and frame that cause I'm not there, mm-hmm. but I've seen a lot of video of Shahid 136s that are being fired in, in daylight. Uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because they are they are relatively slow and there's been you know uh, there's been a number of yeah, them well, you brought can, down you can knock them down with a um, small arms fire right and you, you can uh, literally just take a um, yeah small arms and or um, uh, what you call a um, somebody help me out with this uh, not 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 a javelin but the uh, a, a stinger stinger yes. Yeah, but that the video that Stinger killed the other day <laughs> was against the caliber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a last. I got a desperation move for you, and it always works. An RPG will go off at four hundred meters, whether it hits anything or not. Just a just a tip from the surface. Or an eighteen. <laughs> Same thing. Well, hey, and you know what? And I wanted to bring a comment up about this very thing. Here's one thing that I did not see in Ukraine that I now consider extremely admirable, even with the current Shahid threat. Um, from the very beginning of this war, I thought when, you know, the Russians were doing all their cruise missile attacks and everything, I thought ba- uh, Kiev was going to look like Baghdad in 1991, right, with every... I actually asked this. Why were there not ZU-23-2s on every skyscraper 
uh, in that country? Why is there not AAA uh, everywhere? No dishkas mounted everywhere. None. That's None a good of the question, major Malcolm. cities why, why had that because their operational philosophy was not going to be we'll put two million bullets in the air, right? And mm-hmm. come down and lose 20, 30 people, civilians. And I actually, I was there when one of my guys, I was missed by about, I don't know, maybe a foot. And one of my Iraqi BGs was there. We were uh, on the day Uday and Kusei were killed. The first salvos of the celebration fire, which is the same thing as AAA, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, came down my friend was one of my bodyguards my Iraqis was pointing and his hand was just thrown down violently to his side and it was an expended bullet that went through the web of his of his hand and the bullet landed pristine on the ground we actually made a necklace of him for it but had it been three inches to the right it would have gone through his skull Malcolm you're really showing our ages yeah, so I know. <laughs> uh, but the point is, the Ukrainians were like, we're not doing this box, you know, air defense, you, you know, Libyan, Syrian, uh, Iraqi, Vietnam level air defense. We don't have the stocks for it. And in fact, I've rarely seen a ZU-23-2 even out on the battlefield being used in direct fire. I've seen more Russians than I've seen Ukrainian. So they invested deeply in surface-to-air missile systems doing this. Now we have the Shahid-136 threat, which is really something a Dushka should be used for. But very early on in November, uh, when I was leaving Ukraine and, and the threat hadn't even manifested itself, I could see indications that U.S. intelligence was telling the Ukrainians that it was coming. Um, when I was coming from Kharkiv, I, I think I was coming, no, I was going from Kiev to Kharkiv. I saw six Jepards leaving Kharkiv and going to Kiev on transporters. And I thought, that's unusual. That's not right. If anything, they should be going back towards Kharkiv. But I, I suddenly realized, no, they're going to do point defense around Kiev. Right. And whatever's coming, they've determined that the Jepard is good at it. And it turns out it's the Shahid-136. These guns, some of these guns are shooting around five or six of these per battery, right? Per 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 engagement. Uh, and it's the right weapon. It's vote technically slow, cyclic rate of fire, pumping out 40 millimeter shells like World War II against yeah. the equivalent of a V1 buzz. Hey, bomb. Malcolm. Malcolm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get off soon. We've been doing this for four hours. I just wanted to get. Oh, okay. But uh, all right. Ma- we'll but, see no, you no, hold on, Malcolm. I just want to uh, tell a story about the first day we met. Uh, you remember that day in Lviv, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna tell you guys a funny story, and uh, Malcolm might not like this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you guys this story. Uh, all right. So me and Rip and Malcolm. And some other fellas uh, met up in Lviv. Malcolm was the only one in civilian clothes. (laughs) You know I'm getting with this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, let's just say I was in a civilian clothes job. We're all, all, you know, get up. And uh, Malcolm shows up and I'm like, hey, Malcolm, why 
why why aren't you in uniform? He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be in you know like in you know indiscreet. You know, I, I don't want anybody to recognize me. I'm like, dude, you're the only yeah. black guy in Ukraine. <laughs> that's not true. There's six. Of that's us. a that's, and... that's a totally true story. That's what I said. <laughs> There's six. Of us. The kicker is is that there were so many. This was very early in the war. There were so many news crews in Lviv. <laughs> I, in fact, literally turned a corner and physically ran into an MSNBC host that, that I had been working with. Physically bumped right into him down in, in the square. And he was just like, hey, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm off on an assignment. Okay, bye. It- so you know, but that was that was part of my that was part of my deal. The problem is, what was you guys doing wearing uniforms in Lviv? <laughs> because right? we we in didn't your, have any other you clothes. Your, <laughs> you in your neck scarf, you always wear. Yeah, no, no, I'm fancy now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, listen, Malcolm, I I love you. I love talking with you, and it's so great. Uh, right. catching up with you even if it's on uh my report and um you know not talking personally but i will call you uh directly uh tomorrow listen have a great night okay. you know love you um and love all you. right take care and, james and uh i love, love you guys too. at my report and, thank you uh, james you know thank you for you know the support for ripley zeros and um you know everything you do for malcolm and and you know and i know malcolm's a superstar on that um on your forum, and and he is more much more interesting than me. So um, so he so that's fantastic. So um, all right, I'll talk to you guys, and uh, I gotta go. I gotta get some sleep. All right, bro. All right, hey Malcolm, love you, man. Out. I'll talk to you soon. Love you right. too. Bye bye. Malcolm, question for you, if I may, just very briefly. Yeah. What do the Gepard or Cheetah, as you call it, and the IRST have in common? <laughs> They kill shit. Uh, let's, let's just be honest. Is, is my mic cool? Where are they from? Uh, they're very effective. Jepard, we had Jepards out in our and I just room. got sucked back in. All right. Well, <laughs> jump out of here. I'm in the middle of a court answer. Um, we had Jepards out in our sector, which I was very surprised, principally because uh, we had Panzer Howitzer 2000s. Uh, and I just thought there's got to be some commonality here. They they couldn't all have come. It has to be the chassis, and those are the same Japards that were pulled off of the Kharkiv front and sent to Kiev. Um, they just where we were, we weren't getting enough of an aerial threat to where the Japard would be as effective as Stinger. Um, you know, I mean, you got, it's got a certain box; it can do certain types of track. But it's also susceptible to anti-radiation missiles and has a radar, you know. Um, and I suspect they just when they when they saw through U.S. intelligence and, and their own intelligence that Shahid 136s were being offloaded in the hundreds in Russia, that's when they said, "Hey, let's pull them all back from all parts of of most parts of Ukraine and put them into these very precise overlapping kill boxes." Uh, th- so that the Japards are probably are out forward of their surface-to-air missile systems so that they don't have to use a surface-to-air missile system 
against a cheesy little drone that's run on a you know on a lawnmower engine they could just put you know 10 rounds of 40 millimeter into its face with precision and and that's it and another thing is we're seeing a lot of these drones are flying on the same bearing just have a different launch interval um for those of you who have seen my famous NBC News video where I have that yellow jacket on in Lviv uh, that the right wing likes to attack. I make some pretty dang accurate predictions about what's going on. I didn't realize we were under a cruise missile attack until I heard the jet engine over my head. And I thought it was a fighter jet. And I thought, wow, we're out west. Maybe the Ukrainian Air Force is, is doing a sortie. And then that fighter jet disappeared and an explosion happened 500 meters away from us. And I realized we're under cruise missile attack. Well, like those cruise missiles, they are rippled off in a certain pattern. And even if you pre-program them to come in at a different angle, they are going to come in at some predictable you know, predictable lines of bearing at predictable altitudes at predictable speeds. And if you can put in a triple A Just, uh, are we still there? Oh. ZU-23-2. Yeah, um, another thing that I really haven't seen a lot of is the Shoka, the ZSU-23-4s. I know they're out there, uh, but, you know, these AAA systems, the Ukrainians that just have a different philosophy, which is do not put a gabillion bullets in the air. Now, these cops are doing it because they can see them, but you're not seeing... 100,000 rounds go into the air over Kiev. You're seeing 50 at a pop that are killing five or six, you know, of these um, missile or drones at a time. And that leaves the, the surface to air missile uh, systems for the calibers, the KH-101s and, and things like that. It's a very wise strategy. And I've actually sat in my brigade's air defense, they have some very advanced um, software. They have, you know, a very an integrated national reporting structure that's very impressive. Uh, it looks like we put it together. I'm sure it's German because it looks like, you know, they've got some awesome-ass maps. But uh, the Ukrainians know what they're doing. That's the bottom line. And so when they knock down 120 missiles and three get through, you can't bitch about the three that get through, man. Uh, they are killing this air defense structure, and it's driving the Russians nuts. And, and you know that I mean the engagement in the last couple of, of barrages has been you know upwards of seventy eight percent. That's that's really good, you know. But the problem is with a KH one hundred and one, it's got five hundred pounds of you know 500 pound warhead and the other problem is the russians are literally targeting apartment buildings yeah you yeah, know it's, and it's horrifying you've been there malcolm I know. yeah I'm you you know you've seen it but i've I, it, you have to factor in you know president Zelensky has to factor in that okay civilians are going to be out of their apartments they're going to be in air raid shelters but i have just wasted a let the russians waste a strategic hypersonic ballistic you know hypersonic missile system that they're going to run out of spot on and we were we were talking about that last night they are you know the russians have other commitments and they are burning these things up you know they disarmed the kh-55s taking out the nuclear right. weapons i mean that's you know that's that's cutting yeah, into yeah the but to use this to use this missile bait 
<laughs> right. As what a decoy. A what as a, a waste. As a fluff item in the missile stream. Wow. They were firing them with ballast, just steel blocks. Oh, my God. You know what? And that's another psychological warfare operation missed, where we would just get one of those things and go, okay, the cost of a KH-55, you know, you know, air launch nuclear cruise missile, you know, $2 million or whatever it is in rubles, 45 Latas, 65, you know, 650 <laughs> washing machines, and then go fired at Ukraine with a dummy warhead, priceless. You know, hey, I mean, this is just I, stupid. I, I agree. Malcolm, Worst look, army ever. Sarcasm is kryptonite for dictators. And I agree with you. We need to. We need to get some of this stuff into the Russian information sphere. But also that, well, that information sphere does reach Putin to a certain extent. And what he has is these tantrums. And, uh, you know, the reason we're having this onslaught is because, oh, it's his name, Vladimir Solovyov, their their Tucker Carlson of, of, of Ukraine, obviously area of Russia, said to Putin, we need to make them freeze this winter. We need to make them have no internet. We need to make them have no hot food. And two weeks later, a general comes on his show and says, this is our strategy. It's, what? This <laughs> is how the Russians are fighting the war by a guy who complains on TV that Putin watches, and they're now using, what, 50% of their entire national inventory of precision weapons to the point where the S-300 surface-to-air missile is now their primary anti-surface missile system. Right, and that is oh. just essentially a kinetic shock of that thing hitting the ground, which is, you know, I don't want to be within 100 yards of that thing going off. I mean, you know, they leave swimming pools behind them. Right. Hey, Malcolm, but it's mine real quick. Yeah. Sorry, you're talking about the information operations piece of this. And, and so mm. I, I want to take it back to uh, Bionado's got a question specifically that I think you can dovetail on this piece, okay. uh, if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just 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 a quick side info. Um, the Ukrainians have an app to, to detect cruise missiles. <laughs> Obviously, they have an app um, where they can make photos. And I think maybe they can um, add the capability to to the sound function, so maybe they get the Shahid drones. But um, the thing I wanted to ask, um, we heard everything about angles and um, what they hit there and what they maybe not hit. And um, I mean, it's the second time they um, basically crossed through Russia, 600 kilometers far deep into Russia and mm -hmm. um, hit, hit this airbase. What's, what's your take on this, Malcolm? And yeah. I spoke about it a little earlier when we had a long discussion about air defense capability and exploiting air defense um, systems, you know, that I did in the old days. It's as simple as this. And I, I think it's a very good uh, chance. The kind of bombers that they're hitting there, the TU-95s, are old. <laughs> okay? These are high maintenance. Yeah, they're out there with their, what is it, the eight turboprops or contra-rotating four contra-rotating turboprops and you know they're just they're essentially high altitude dump trucks and you know they go up there and they whip off a bunch of missiles and they have a very long detection sequence right uh so the ukrainians themselves probably have guys sitting there at the end of the runway or or sympathetic ukrainian russians uh 
We're just calling it in. You know, they're spooling up on runway number five. And the Ukrainians are trying to make um, a lesson out of that base. If I were the Ukrainians, I would make a statement or drop it to the New York Times that their attacks on angles have been a failure. And I would give it a couple of weeks and then I'd throw every damn thing I've had at it. Bayrock Tar, I'd make that base burn from end to end. Right? Whatever the cost, just to send the message to Russia. And, and you we know what? Not have I'm... the ability to destroy your strategic air forces, the pride of your country. The only thing less is your strategic rocket forces. And hitting angles too was like hitting off at Air Force Base in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was their strategic air command. You know, and, and there's there's still lots of questions about what hit it. And I, I'm one of the lone voices that are saying, look, the, the, the TU-141. And one of the reasons I say that is the one that got lost early in the war flew around U- U- Romania for a while, and NATO could not do anything about it. So yeah. I'm like this Occam's razor guy. What are you risking? You got this old post-Soviet piece of junk. You put a warhead on it, squirt it up there. Hey, they're, they're two for two as far as I can tell. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to see some of the imagery uh, as to what happened this time. Me too. But, you know, the thing, I mentioned this very early on. You might have missed it, Chuck, because I exploited air defense systems early in my career for NSA. I know. And we just, these guys are so lazy. And these guys at Engels Air Defense, what air defense doing? Firing up the samovar and watching Pornhub. I mean, we all know what they're doing. What are they not doing? They are not running their, you know, their radars and and they are not watching intently on their screens to see what's coming. And when they do see things, I mean, I personally think that they should keep lobbing TU-141s over there so that their radar operators can become like the Iranians and get so spooked they start dropping TU-95s for us. Right? I am I am with you completely. And you know what? But you talk about being in the rear with the gear and the beer. Engels, too, was it. I mean, mm-hmm. just that's why I brought up Omaha. Those Way far away. Anything was going to hit them. But it yeah, did. Yeah, and they still don't. Look, so long as they don't hit the PX, right? <laughs> they're they're <laughs> the ice cream maker. They're happy. Um, well, yeah, because that's where they have the military special, you know, the military special, uh, right? You don't, you always get, that's the vodka you want. That's right. Military special by the gallon. <laughs> uh, so that, that base and uh, the one up near Curse, yeah, you, you've got to make lessons out of these. Listen, we mentioned this earlier with when Carlos was on, you know, it was, Carlos, is that you here? <laughs> so um, uh, we, that when, you know, the Russian air defense showed us, in the Soviet era, it's not like in Top Gun, okay? You, you've got to actually have operators who are on the radars, who are on the missile systems, who, have, who can d- detect when it actually is a hot target or is it actually just a flock of geese, you know, that is, is, is getting some of that radar stutter and it looks like it's moving at 600 miles per hour and it's actually moving at 61 you know 61 miles per hour the the russians had a kid from west germany 
fly a Piper Cub through the Matthias entire... Roost. Yes, Matthias Roost. Oh, Chuck, you're old, bro. So... <laughs> you know I'm old. I am. <laughs> yes, I know, but you re- you remember the guy. And landed in Red Square. Right? Between you and me. Everybody listen to my words now because I'm really good at the predictive analysis game. At some point, <laughs> somewhere, sometime soon, right? There is going to be a Ukrainian drone that goes one way and is going to hit the Kremlin. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Right. And, you know, pre-programmed in one way, shape, or form, and here's the kicker. It's going to make it. From your lips to God's ears, and you know what? I won't bet against you because uh, I think so as well. And it's you know, and that is the uh, that's Cywar. I mean, what damage is it going to do? But it's going to ruin some careers in air defense. Yeah, let them. You know what? We have this this thing when I was working on on missions with the Iraqis, and I got transferred. You know, seconded to human intelligence, and we kept getting these dossiers on on commanders and this is where signals is just so much better than human intelligence because when you call your girlfriend you don't lie to her (laughs) okay when you call your wife everything you say is a lie so you know so you know this is a true capability that we have and one of the things that we learned when i worked uh the the joint uh, you know, these two joint areas is in one particular mission. Uh, we had some very effective commanders. We knew where they were. We knew what they were doing. We knew how they were operating. We knew what their 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 communication structure was. We knew when they would pick up their phone. And, you know, we kept going. These guys are like, well, we're going to hit this guy. These are the weakest. And I remember one meeting I said, no, no, that's wrong. That's backwards. They were like, what are you talking about? You're just a freaking blah, blah, blah. You know, you're on loan from NSA. I was like, kill this guy. This guy's awesome. I can tell you he's talking to his staff. He's, he's blah, 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 blah. He's a super commander, right? He's like Stanley McChrystal, right? But tell everybody you're going at, you know, give indications you're going after the weakest guy so he feels invulnerable and kill him. And they were like, Man, that's ruthless. I was like, cryptologists killed Yamamoto, baby. They <laughs> we're, did. Not, we're not stupid. They we know did. that get get the guy off of our collections roster and leave the morons. So the Ukrainians <laughs> have shown that they're pretty adaptive at this. And um I think that, you know, if 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 anyone has to be, you know, I, one of the things that I, I recommended once was stop hemarsing whoever the best commander out there is and just let the word out that he works for you. <laughs> Malcolm, that is a, exactly. I mean, and well, I'll let the FSB, and, you're I'll right, let the FSB exactly resolve the problem for me, right? Putin will drag his happy ass, make him take a long walk out of a short window uh, e- on a very exactly. high floor. So that that's is, just the way the nature of, of, of how, you know, I, you know, I don't tell people this too often, but there is a thing called special operations cryptology, right? Where, you know, sneaky ideas and, 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 and scary people like Chuck all come together in the same room and do naughty things. 
And, you know, the Ukrainians are very, very good at, at certain aspects of intelligence there. Just scary. They've got little old ladies in Belgorod, you know, calling them up, you know, and, and telling them how many trucks are going down the road. And they've got people out there doing things. And we just need to, you know, if they could just sharpen that up. But, hey, who predicted the remote drone boat squadron attacking Sevastopol? Not even me. I, I'm pretty pretty far advanced in the thinking of wild ass shit department. That that changed naval warfare. I mean, it it was an epoch making event. People have come back and said, "Well, they had the the, the Germans had remote, you know, had motor remote control boats." And I said, "Yeah, line of sight, right? Yeah. Not over the horizon, satellite controlled." And, and that was, imagine, look, there were Russian frigates slipping their anchor chains and scooting around at flank speed. <laughs> that changed the war, baby. Listen, you know what's next? They're going to be running a torpedo alongside of them. You got yeah. it. There's going to be like Mark 50 torpedoes, which will magically appear out of nowhere. Right? Malcolm, I mean, we, we share that happen. prediction. I am predicting oh, remote control anti-submarine warfare in the Baltic and in the Black Sea. That's oh, going to happen. Oh, my God. Could you even imagine? Okay, this you know, we should save this for the Sunday show because we, you we know, should. what are our this predictions for 2023? <laughs> um, you know, I sort of and this is another one of those weird places where I just had Way too many. I'm the Forrest Gump of cryptology, right? Um, I survived a harpoon <laughs> missile attack. I, the Iranians, missed my warship by 150 feet with the oh. last operational harpoon when I was on the USS Wainwright in 1988. And it was oh. so loud, we thought we had fired a missile off of our forward missile launcher. We defeated and seduced a harpoon. And it taught us a lesson, and it taught the Iranians a lesson, right? One, an enemy that has the capability to put a missile 150 feet away from you is going to eventually get the capability to put it through your hull. And, you know, uh, another one is, is that any capability that you think is safe is where I'm going to go after. And if I were advising the Ukrainian Navy, which I am not, um, I would definitely definitely be working with with allied resources to figure out where their submarines are we know there's a box where they got to launch their you know they've got to launch their their caliber missiles right little black boats with torpedoes and and they are diesel electric boats they have to snorkel and if you're snorkeling you can be picked up those kilos i've had to go up against a kilo you guys know i'm subqualled and uh, I had a Yugoslavian, well, not Yugoslavian, but a, a Serbian uh, at the time, Serbian Montenegrin kilos. And, and I had a Los Angeles boat, and they're very, very hard to detect. And they don't necessarily have to come up on Snorkel all the time, but they don't want to run a battery. And when you're opening up bow tubes and, and upper tubes and dropping stuff, you know, and launching in that box... Well, you're telling me precisely where you are, and that's where little black boats that are sitting in your box yep. right, and can't be seen, you know, when you come up to periscope depth and you start bopping off caliber missiles, and the next thing you know, it's the worst thing no submariner wants to ever hear. 
Torpedoes in the water. Torpedoes in the water. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. I'm getting a boner from this. We got to stop. <laughs> well, <laughs> transitory. All right, well, let's save let's save the part of that for Sunday because I think I like your idea of uh, some of these 2023 right. things. But well, I listen. Do... Go ahead. I have to head out. I'm going to give this one to Chuck, and we will coordinate Malcolm, a Sunday super show. Hey, uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon is best for everybody, I think. Sunday afternoon. Yeah, right. hangover show. Nailed it. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday afternoon, three p.m. Yeah, that we'll sounds that sounds epic. All right, and one of the things that I will do, because you know I have a bunch of crazy ass detractors out there on the internet, and they're like, "Where's your GoPro footage from combat?" I'm going to play you some GoPro footage from combat, and uh, and I'm not happy about where I'm at, so that'll be fun. I'll, I'll give you guys a bonus. I'm saving it for my Substack, but that'll be fun. <laughs> Malcolm, I would ignore people who are otherwise bugs on the windshield of life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have this thing. Um, I really, really, really watched my sectors of fire and I was not pulling my phone out when I'm 10 clicks behind enemy lines and I'm humping all this ammo and drones and you know, I was one of the few guys who was authorized to have a phone because I did, you know, intel for dead bodies and, and all sorts of other things. Not putting a GoPro where my nod mount should be, bros. No, so. bro. I mean, if you pulled out your phone and I was walking with you, you know what I would do. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> I can hear the whistle of your slap against the back of my head. It'd be like some sodded. And, uh, you know, if there's any one thing I learned from team guys, it was this. Don't do fucking, pardon my language, can we cuss? Don't do nothing. Don't shoot me in the back. That's it. Right? Do whatever the thing it is that you do when it's time for you to do your thing. But let us do our thing. And so I, I bought that and I incorporated that into my, into our platoon. And no, no camera show. I used to say to people like you, your payload. Your so payload. Your we, payload. You're the whole reason why we're going in here. So, yes, but you know, and it was that a compliment. Is, that is None exactly of us what they You're... called us, payload. And what we used to say was, okay, boys, now we need you to, now you've done your job. I'm going to do some magic and make sure we don't get killed. All right? Exactly. Okay, you, that, you do that team guy stuff. I'll do my super spook stuff. You know how that works. And it's yep. time on target. Like, I know you haven't heard those words before either. Of course. Of course. All right. And we're not Sunday. Welcome. We'll see so, you Sunday. Okay. Thanks for the preview. We appreciate the yep. preview. You're not supposed to cuss, but I will say this. Uh, boner and payloads apparently are okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun on Sunday. All right, guys. Okay, Malcolm. Okay. Good talking to you. Bye. See you.